0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. It's
0: like every single podcast, we can like go down the list of either new people or updates on the previously mentioned people. Person of the year was the... the- People that spoke out against it. the silence breakers is kind of the, the way They're, they're branding them. It's interesting because when they announced the finalists the the top eight or whatever it was last mm-hmm. week They referred to this particular nominee mm-hmm. for the lack of a better word as the hashtag me too movement, right? So people who hashtag me too, right? And Which, that is what Time magazine ended up selecting as the person of the year people who hashtag me too, but now they're kind of Rebranding them mm-hmm. as the silence breakers the whistleblowers, right? It's probably a good call. Like yesterday we were talking on the show about how uh you know, if they decide it should be Trump again or if they pick Kim Jong Un, it's important to remember it's not like a distinction. It's not an honor. That's true. It's not like you win. No, well, and I think that's the mistake that Trump makes too. Like he seems to think that it's like like, I
1: won Person of the Year two years in a row. They could have just
0: as well put Putin on the cover. It's the newsmaker, the influencer, Mm -hmm. and frankly, considering the way Time Magazine writes about Donald Trump, if they were to put him on the cover and he's their first runner-up, it's not for reasons of celebration. No, not at all. No, but in this case, obviously, it's for reasons of celebration.
1: Right. I kind of thought Colin Kaepernick would would maybe. yeah he was like the sports illustrated man of the year person
0: yeah and he got the muhammad ali award for is it courage or something like that yeah sports award but
1: for being an activist right on with but it was a yeah sports illustrated award not like a. I was gonna say an espy oh it's a sports illustrated award and beyonce gave it to him yeah Yeah, that's pretty much the the cream of the crop yeah that's top i think it was a sports illustrated award what else would it be i just i i saw a headline today. That's what makes me think.
0: yeah, so maybe we just go through the really big ones that have been discussed. Obviously Danny Masterson getting fired from the from the ranch is mm-hmm. kind of the big one. yep. I mean, I guess like I don't know anybody who was watching that show. it probably did have a like a middle American audience right and he is iconic to us fans of that 70s show mm-hmm. but this has been swirling for a little while, yep, so that he eventually lost his job is just kind of like, oh good it's I like guess
1: Netflix kind of didn't act quick enough yeah it didn't
0: look good on them no like there was this horrible story about them meeting with a reporter to discuss their decisions to not fire him right and where the reporter asked why won't you fire him and they, they said they openly said well we don't believe the accusers right and the reporter said i'm one of the accusers oh really That's yeah, ice cold oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, Jeffrey Tambor has said he will not exit Transparent after all. Oh, wow. That's kind of interesting. Change of heart. Because like, it seems like the pressure's kind of been let off of him a little bit. Right. Nothing more came out. We moved on to other assailants. hmm have you seen the clip with John Oliver and Dustin Hoffman yet? No,
1: I haven't watched it. I've read multiple things about it. It's brutal. Yeah, it seems uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, and, and you made the, the the statement that like it doesn't make either of them really look good.
0: No, it, I don't think John Oliver comes off looking great in it. I understand that he is moderating a panel right? Uh, about a film that involves some sexual... Uh, misconduct right so that that kind of makes it a relevant topic but but
1: doesn't it also kind of seem like gotcha journalism yeah yeah you're just bringing someone up on stage that you know you're going to confront at some point about this it seemed opportunistic for sure yeah now granted Dustin Hoffman doesn't handle it well and
0: interestingly for a long time I was kind of he was one of the last guys I was kind of giving the benefit of the doubt to Mm -hmm. just based on what I had heard like loosely oh it seems like you know we probably shouldn't be lumping him in with Harvey Weinstein and and like accused rapists. Mm -hmm. But then I read a detailed account of what he was accused of, which was sexual harassment on the set of Death of a Salesman, the TV movie in 1985 by the 17-year-old intern. And she has a very, very detailed account of what happened because she kept a diary when she was an intern there. She has it all. Really? And it's pretty gross. Oh. Yeah. You've read it? I read it all today oh my it's, god it's not just gropy; like it is some of that like touching your ass and stuff but like it's also just the things he would
1: say like yeah just like creepy stuff yep sometimes like like yeah creepy stuff and things that just kind of like assert so much power yeah like when you hear about them like sometimes you're like oh that's that's a little gross but then you're like think about it in the in the way that the woman might have thought about it right which is like oh god this guy's just like trying to overpower me and yeah. I know. And I have to be careful
0: about this opinion because I don't mean to reduce anybody's experience, but context does matter. And sometimes that context is lost when you're just reading the text. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes a guy could be joking and maybe it was clear he was joking. Mm -hmm. I'm not excusing anybody. And it is up to the woman who is the butt of that joke, whether or not she's comfortable with it. It's in the eye of the beholder for sure. Sure it is. But Sometimes that is lost a little bit. But you can't accuse this uh this intern of misremembering the situation uh thirty two years later. You can't because right. she wrote the stuff the day of. She can write it down and send it to her sister.
1: And for a guy, there is stuff that, you know, if you second guess it at all if you second if you're like, Oh, this joke might kinda land. Yeah. It's getting you know, just don't don't say it. Don't tell the joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, like there's no way that anything that she wrote down was something that he could look back and say, well, that was clearly just all a joke that couldn't be taken any other way. Right. Because then it wouldn't even seem scathing at all. In well, that and like
0: we're all reading it. If it's just a joke, how do you reconcile that? It's just not funny. Right. Right? Yeah. It's really troubling. Yeah. So House of Cards is officially going back into production. It is. They're going to do one final season, eight episodes, which is interesting because they have consistently had 13 episode seasons, Mm -hmm. which are long seasons for Netflix. Yep. Uh, And they're not going to have Kevin Spacey, which we knew already, Mm -hmm. but they have officially promoted Robin Wright to the lead star of that show. Wow. It's a big move. There are two ways of looking looking at that. There's... uh, a woman has taken the role of a sexual predator. Mm -hmm. Great. There's also, it took the lead of this show being a sexual predator for the woman to be the star of it. Mm. So those are, cause there is kind of been uh, an inequality discussion around that character for a few seasons now anyway. Oh really? Yeah. She fought for equal pay with Kevin Spacey and Netflix didn't give it to her. And frankly, like, Though she definitely broke out to be more compelling than I think was initial,
1: initially planned for, mm-hmm. she was second to Frank on that show. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a split split time thing. Although, toward the end of the, of the show, or at least the last season that I saw, it seemed like it was more of an even split.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And I'm not saying that she's not fabulous. And I, I'm sure she'll do a great job, although I am. Over it, I guess I'll probably go watch it to see right. what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, but I am I am tired of that show, and I didn't finish the most recent season. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, she's good. Uh, I just don't know how to feel about where to go. It might have been better just to end it. Yeah, like are we just keeping the show on the air so not to fire the crew. I mean, that's honorable. Yeah, but, like I, it's just kind of sad to keep a thing afloat if it's not good anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and then how do you end it if the whole thing is you know maybe she has killed frank well that's it. she did kill frank in in the original version you were saying that yeah so how do you just do an entire season of like i just killed frank and now this is what i'm doing well like here's still being here's one option they definitely rushed him becoming the president
0: he was the president by like the end of season two or something yeah. preposterous and then there was four seasons of him still being the president right and so there's no urgency they got to that way too fast that should have been the way the series ended he becomes mm-hmm. the president she kills him right that would have been awesome yeah uh but now they can take the full season for her to become president, and then end with her. And as he's president. just not in it. Yeah, no, we can. Like he's supposed to be alive, but you just don't. No, see I think him. he'll be dead. Okay, I think they'll probably maybe open on his funeral or something, and maybe it'll loosely come back how he died. But I don't know if they want to build the Mm storyline the final arc around why is frank dead like like kind of memorialize him and like make him a martyr just let's better to move on from that
1: do you think it'll be like uh you know how in two and a half men after charlie sheen made his whole thing they opened up like a really campy funeral scene and what happened something like fell on the the casket or it was really overtly not even anything that poetic he he died yeah uh i think he had
0: gotten Killed by Rose. Remember, he had a stalker named Rose. Oh, I, think, okay. I think it was like implied that she poisoned him or something. Okay. Uh, and then in the end of the first episode with Ashton Kutcher, uh, it turns out he wasn't dead, and you see like the back of a Charlie Sheen lookalike's head approaching the door to come back home, and then like a piano falls out of the sky oh, and right. kills him a second time. Right. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. But there's a big quality difference between Chuck Lorre. And David Fincher.
1: But wouldn't it, in a world, just be hilarious where a piano fell on Frank Underwood <laughs> or something? He's like, I'm going to see Freddie for Freddie's Ribs. It would be
0: really fun if a big rack of ribs fell on Frank <laughs>
1: Underwood. <laughs> he drowned in barbecue sauce. Uh, it's too much meat. It's not good <laughs> for my heart. He just dies right there. That would be good. He takes a heart attack while eating Freddie's Ribs. Yeah. Even though it closed down in the second season. Uh Oh yeah, I it did. Mm-hmm. It's true. That, that first season was so strong, where he was like
0: gritty and walking the sidewalks. Yeah, that's, that was the charm of House of Cards. That's right. It got to Ivory Tower. I agree. Brian Singer got fired from the Queen biopic. I saw that, and they've
1: just halted production on it.
0: Well, they had to halt production after American Thanksgiving anyway. They they broke for the long weekend. Yeah, and then Brian Singer never came back to work. Right. And I th- he claims now that it's because one of his parents was dying, and maybe that's true, mm-hmm. but. It's not a one-time incident. It's there's been like a lot of tumult on the set. I guess he and Rami Malek are screaming at each other. Oh wow! Yeah, they hate each other, and he's got a creepy reputation already. Yeah, uh, and maybe now also a, a reputation of unprofessionalism. Mm-hmm. So he was fired from the movie. It's one of those movies that just feels a bit doomed. Like remember how I loved the Steve Jobs movie because I'm such a like a loyal little puppy for Aaron Sorkin. Sure, but it wasn't without its faults and it's lucky it turned out as good as it did because do you remember the development hell that was the Steve Jobs movie? No, not really. They had like six different guys get the role. Like Leo had the role at one point. Uh, Christian Bale had the role at one point. Like huge names. And when they they got Fassbender, that's when the Sony leak happened and all these emails came out of Aaron Sorkin like badmouthing Michael Fassbender and saying he's not a big enough star. Really? And then they made amends and he was like, I was super wrong. This guy's a great actor. Yeah. And the movie came out and it was pretty good, but it probably shouldn't have been as good as it was cuz some movies are just it just cursed. Yeah. And this this movie seems like it's it's just cursed. Well,
1: there's a couple movies that have just like never been made. Like there's what what's that one uh one of the guys from like Monty Python, I think. Uh uh Gilliam. Oh, Terry Gilliam, is that his name? Yeah, I tried to do like a Don yeah. Quixote movie and it just like has never worked out. Oh, or, wow there's something like that
0: we've talked before also about this little army of people that still think sasha baron cohen should be playing freddie mercury and i just find that so annoying like obviously he's brilliant at what he does Mm -hmm. but we have no reason to believe he can pull off a dramatic representation of this iconic figure just because he has a mustache and a similar bone structure (laughs) not good enough excuse to cast the guy and he's the same age as freddie was when freddie died do you want a movie about 90s freddie mercury (laughs) Right. that would be kind of sad and really slow yeah Plus, there's the Brian May of it all. Like, mm-hmm. ever since the movie was first scrapped with uh, Sacha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. Brian May has been trying to uh, assert him and the other Queen guys into a bigger lead role in the film. Like, they want Freddie to die halfway through the film.
1: Oh, right. Really? Like, they want
0: it to be a Queen biopic right. and not a Freddie biopic, and that's not what people want. now. No. So yeah, why don't they just call it a Freddy biopic then? They're calling it goddamn Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. which is the dumbest name for a movie I've ever yeah. heard. That's so easy. Yeah, I've said it all before. Should be called Fat Bottom Girls. That'd be funny. That's just Freddy and a bunch of fat bottom girls. <laughs> have you heard about this documentary
1: called the The Problem with Apu? I have. I didn't know about this until I've the other day. I've heard and read about it, and it's. I'm kind of surprised. Actually, just that happened, it wasn't you know? a bigger deal earlier. Yeah, like no one was really offended by the fact that Hank Azaria, a white dude, was doing a stereotypical Indian impression. On it's one, one, of of those, the one of those one of those uh, yeah. kind of
0: non PC things that like got grandfathered in because it's been around it's for twenty eight years. It's been around for so long. Yeah. But the point of this documentary is uh, I forget his name, Hari something, yep. uh, and I believe he's Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, an Indian comedian has made this documentary uh, where he interviews other uh, East Asian comedians and performers about how they feel about the character of apu not just as portrayed by uh, a white voice actor but for what he's done for the stereotypes of indian culture yeah i mean they, it's, the simpsons aren't responsible for the stereotype of indian guy behind the counter at a at a convenience store but maybe like the thank you come again line right. is initially a simpsons thing yep and though apu has never necessarily been the not never but not always been the butt of the joke he is just a few blanket stereotypes. Right. And so it talks with um, uh, Cal Penn and yep. uh, I feel like Russell Peters might be in there. Okay. Not Aziz Ansari. Right. About how they feel about
1: about this character. Yeah. Well, why did you say not Aziz Ansari? Like they just couldn't get him? Or is he like, no, I'm cool with it?
0: Well, he wouldn't be cool with it because no. don't forget that episode of Master and None. But I think it's right. just they couldn't get him. Yeah, like, I think sure. he maybe didn't make himself available. Except for that, he is the prime example of Indian actor who would not give in to those stereotypes. Sure, yeah,
1: and and made made it bigger than any of them. Right. Yeah. Good point. Um, have you heard about the other documentary that's kind of making waves right now? That uh, Jim and Andy, mm. the Jim Carrey. I watched one? it. You watched it. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? I I was uncomfortable. Really? I heard it yeah. was just like, it's its so crazy to see someone so non-self-aware. Yeah. You know, like, but thinks he's like hyper-aware. Okay, so to to
0: give background, this is a documentary of all found footage right. from 20 years ago when Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon. And he was basically like method acting. like, But he was beyond method acting because right. he'll tell you. He left and Andy Kaufman appeared. Like he believes in his heart of hearts that he was possessed by the soul of Andy Kaufman and he became Andy Kaufman for the months it took to make that film. And it made the performance really good. But when you say he's not self-aware but thinks he's hyper self-aware, do you
1: mean that he appears to think he's fooling everybody? Well, I just mean like, you know, he's got this whole, I think he truly believes that he was um, how did how did I hear it portrayed? You heard about this in the Bill Simmons podcast today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, not today though. Yesterday, then? No, it was a while ago. It was like uh, with Chuck Klosterman. Oh no, he was just talking about it with uh, Brian Cranston. Today. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it, he was. He had Brian Cranston. Yeah, on. it was great. Wow, cool. I'm gonna listen to that. But um, yeah, Chuck Klosterman was basically just saying like he just. He was trying to come off like he was, he he kind of like everyone else in Hollywood is full of shit, but he's the one that
0: gets it. That's true. And he's still kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In fact, and, he's
1: maybe more like that than ever. Right. And, and just watching this, you kind of think like, oh no, like he's saying like he was crazy while he was kind of making this movie and it was like a little bit too intense, but like he's crazy now. <laughs> yeah. And there's inconsistencies with his philosophies
0: too about how none of us are none of us exist we don't exist we're just an idea right but then he uses first person pronouns like so like it doesn't it doesn't add up it just seems like i think he believes what he says but it does still seem like he's hiding from something yeah i i I should maybe watch it maybe i'll watch it is it worth a watch yeah do you give it your ass I give I give Jim and Andy my ass it's good it's it's well made yeah it's just odd and like I don't really I don't know that I ever even saw a man on the moon no
1: I don't I definitely haven't
0: I don't think I did I I do find Andy Kaufman pretty interesting so uh maybe I saw it but like and I like Jim Carrey but I the whole thing is a a little eerie yeah and it's just other people standing around on set kind of being like What's happening? Who is, are are there annoying. people
1: commenting on what he was doing at the time? Yeah, and like, and like they didn't like him
0: always. They're like, like, I mean, some people maybe did. Sure, uh, like Judd Hirsch and Danny DeVito, like they worked with Andy Kaufman, so they're like quite mesmerized by the by the uh, performance. But and they were in it too. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I guess I haven't seen Man on the Moon because I would okay. know why they were their taxi characters in Man on the Moon, right? Uh, but other people who who maybe wouldn't have enjoyed Andy Kaufman mm-hmm. weren't enjoying Jim Carrey. Gotcha. He's difficult, right?
1: Okay, I'll watch it. You should
0: watch I'm it. Sold. <laughs> Disney is close to a deal with Fox. Remember this a couple of weeks ago? It kind of fell through. Yes. Disney was going to buy Fox, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's huge. They're close to a deal. It's going to happen. Like Rupert Murdoch will let let go of Fox? Yeah, I guess.
1: Wow. It might still, like, be in programming or something. Will it still be, like, the right wing? Will it still be all the Fox things it is well, that's right Fox now? Well, Fox News. But that's yeah. just a division but that, of I Fox. know. I know it is, really. But but there was a, a, a documentary called Outfoxed. You yeah. should watch it sometime because it's, like, the entire news division was run by, like, Rupert Murdoch, who's mm-hmm. just a crazy, crazy right wing, like, oh, oh God. my God. Yeah. Like, you see some of the emails going back and forth, some of the threats that he's made against people, like... Like, Me Too movement style. Yeah. Like, man, pretty crazy.
0: Okay, but like, and I don't know what uh, the landscape of Fox News specifically would look like. But the entire
1: entertainment division, I know, it is a separate thing. You've got got the Simpsons and Family Guy. And and X-Men, like the movie studio. Right, yeah. It's
0: enormous. Sure, right, right, right. Um, I was just thinking all television. I think that's what they want. You know, like, it'd be really huge if we could put Deadpool and Tony Stark in the same movie. That would be... Right. Sensational. Yep. Uh, and I think that's a very big part of it. I think, I think honestly, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a very big driving factor because it is so lucrative for Disney.
1: Does Fox own X-Men, though? Yeah. Thought, so Sony is... Wasn't it Sony? Or did Sony sell it to Fox? Sony owned Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Fox owns... Yeah. Fox owns X-Men. And Sony still
0: technically owns Spider-Man. It's like a joint... Uh, Custody, really? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. But they get, but they get to use them now in the MCU. Yeah. But they can blend them all together. Now, it's a good opportunity to start fresh with the X Men anyway. But
1: it's pretty tough. It's yeah. gonna be pretty tough to like get a new Wolverine. Right. I was, um I've been finishing the Punisher. Oh yeah. And I'm starting to get a little frustrated with it. I think it might be partly because of like how much Jen likes it yeah. and. I didn't see that coming. No, and I'm just very like, I don't, it really leaves something to be desired. What what does Jen like so much about it? She just like, I don't know. I'm kind of like questioning a lot of the the plot points in it. Like why did she, she had a gun the whole time Uh, and didn't use it until this specific time. And like what, why does that make sense? And why is this guy still alive? And... I don't know.
0: What's the ratio of like brutal kickassery to really compelling acting?
1: Oh, it's like 90% brutal kickassery. That's good. Yeah. That's what a lot of people wanted. Yeah. I just find it's it's funny because like John Bernthal is so close to Shane all yeah, the time really. from The Walking Dead. So it's that, and a lot of times, like when he's about to go into an action scene, he does a lot of like, like, (laughs) like, Like, and I don't know why he's doing it, and it takes me out of it. Right. Uh, And other than that, I just find it's so diehardy. But I love diehard, but I just think this is too derivative. (laughs) You know.
0: No, I hear you. That makes sense.
1: But uh, like. Like, a scene will end and he's just completely covered in blood. Like, the amount of injuries that the Punisher has sustained throughout the season so far is, like, he's been shot, like, 20 times. Speaking
0: of Disney and their corporate side, Mm -hmm. what do you think is going to become of shows like Punisher and Marvel's Defenders and stuff? Like, I know those are property of Marvel's, but they're also property of Netflix. Like, can they... Can they detach those from Netflix and bring them over to their new little streaming service? I don't think so.
1: I don't know. It's it's weird because on Netflix, it says like a, a Netflix and ABC Studios production. Right. So ABC is owned by
0: Disney. Right. So you would think a part of the reason they want to acquire Fox is so they could bulk up their streaming service. Right. Uh, and that makes sense. But they have some shows that they've made and not just ABC shows. They've got like high quality shows that contribute to their frankly their biggest money maker which is the marvel cinematic universe yeah like punisher like do, are they gonna have to get a new punisher Why i don't do know that? yeah no i don't think they would at this point no it's gonna be a new podcast i don't know anything about this so i forgot <laughs> to look it up but it's supposed to be like the next serial like the next addictive podcast okay uh is about wolverine Really? I don't know if it's about like the making of Wolverine, or like it's about like some uncovered- Some issue with Wolverine. Issue with or... Wolverine, but it's the premise of this podcast. Cool. Yeah, see, hang on. I'll, I'll see if I can find the article, because uh, I, I
1: saved it, but- Because uh, last year we had S-Town, and we had- um, S-Town was so- good. I liked S-Town more than Serial. I liked S-Town a lot, too. I like S-Town um, I liked the original Serial quite a bit, Um S-Town was great, but what was the other one, The Finding Richard Simmons? Uh, Was it Finding Richard Simmons or Saving Richard?
0: I think it was Finding Richard Simmons. I loved that one. Yeah, that one was really, really good too. Um, Every now and then there's like a podcast that breaks through the mainstream Mm -hmm. and uh, people get really into it, really addicted to it. I loved S-Town though. Uh, Wolverine Podcast, the Wolverine Podcast. No, that's not it. Is it out yet? No, I don't think so uh maybe i'm not gonna find it where did you hear about this i saw it on reddit the other day really or i I saw it on reddit today in fact but now i can't find it i thought i saved it okay anyway maybe we'll dig up some more dirt and find it next week yeah definitely it's kind of interesting interesting idea Mm -hmm. i
1: i think that apu thing could be a podcast like yeah that could be like a five-episode podcast. The only
0: thing is there seems to be a, a real militance behind it. Like, yeah. Hank Azaria was asked to appear in the film, and he turned it down. He didn't right. respond. And by the way, of course he didn't. He's employed by the show. He right. can't just be in a movie yeah. that's mission is to take down his character, whether I, he thinks it's wrong or not. He came out and he said, look, I'm sorry if this has upset people or whatever. Uh, he tweeted the filmmaker. Yep. And the filmmaker, I think he really screwed up. I think he really missed his chance to take the high road because when Hank Azaria tweeted him, yeah, uh, he tweeted back and said, uh, "Like
1: you insult me?" or He something. said, "Go fuck yourself."
0: Really? Yeah. And like you'd think that he would
1: have more of a yeah. Yeah. You missed your chance to be the cool guy here. Yeah. Right. Not even making like a joke. Mm. You could have been saucy yeah. without without just like. Like, was he that... Is he still that angry, you think? Do you think he's that incensed about it? Well, I think he believes that Apu is a big part of the reason his culture
0: is so one-dimensional in popular culture. I understand, like, why it systemically uh, hurts his entire vocation Mm -hmm. as a Middle Eastern um, performer, actor, comedian, whatever. Yeah, But I don't know if, like... I don't know if Hank Azaria is even solely responsible and like, it just seemed like a weird way to yeah. to want to discuss it. You could have engaged in like a really, right. a really clickable, really like
1: did Hank Azaria topic. respond from that? He doesn't have to like, respond to oh, that. Okay. That's the thing. I know, it's over. But, but wouldn't that really be the ultimate like high road move? If at that point, Hank Azaria said not that we should be strategizing for Hank Azaria at this point either, but like, no, but if he was like, I'm sorry, you feel this way. Um, let me know if you want to reach out and discuss this with me or something. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Not saying
0: anything kind of has the same message, like because yeah. as soon as one guy pulls out the f bombs, it's like, oh, I guess we're not going to talk about right. it, right? You know,
1: we're, yeah, right. There's no swang, you. But own. I
0: think there is a right answer. Like <sighs> I know we feel like we want to protect this iconic character, mm-hmm. but I think it is wrong. Like it is yeah, the it definitely... character is does probably need to go away, yep. and the Simpsons
1: will be fine without him. It's not like it's Homer, right? Um, well, The Simpsons. I mean, I don't know how much longer The Simpsons needs to run for it. Anyway, The Simpsons. To be fair, all the
0: characters in The Simpsons are stereotypes. Marge yep. is a housewife, and Homer is a bum, useless husband who right. drinks too much. And you know, Bart is a bully, and Lisa's a nerd. And like the friends are all like they they all just have a few characteristics, and they all have silly voices. Actually,
1: I think someone commented on the the mix Facebook page. Someone commented like very, I think, articulately. And said, here's the reasons why it's wrong. Yeah. And someone else was like, well, they also stereotype like men and women and kids. And oh, yeah, dogs. And oh, yeah, what are we supposed to do? Just not watch. Or like, yeah. Dogs. Like, if you don't like it, just don't watch. Because the dogs are like. Yeah, but that's dumb. that
0: sounds like just some neck neckbeardy <laughs> dude or like some <laughs> middle-aged dude who doesn't want to change. Yeah. The world is
1: changing and he doesn't want to change. Right. And I don't want to be that way. No, me neither. I want to be the neckbeardy guy that changes. That's right. Me too. Are neckbeards uh, resistant to change?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they—they're resistant to letting other people have the floor. Right. Right. Sure. <laughs>
1: That's my. my <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. my, my piece of in. wise
0: observation for the week. All right. Uh, Star Wars comes up next week. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, next Friday. And like, are you uh, you're going to the Christmas party though, right? I'm going on Thursday to Star Wars. Oh, so like pre pre pre. Yeah. Do you think it's sold out? This show is sold out. The is one it? That I'm going to a
0: Thursday night one. Yeah. What time? Uh, I think it's like 7:30. Okay. It's like right after my show. Right, right. It's yeah. I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to the Christmas party. It's the same night as Becky's, so I have to make an appearance at hers first. Right. You're doubling then we'll up. Show up a little bit late. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure because ours was on a Friday this year, it wouldn't overlap with any other Christmas parties. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing.
1: Jen uh, says she doesn't have a Christmas party, which is my dream. Uh, which is my dream, but also me thinking. Does she actually have a Christmas party? <laughs> and is uh, is she going to it and I'm just not ever going to know about it? Like she doesn't want the boyfriend to go to the to the Christmas party? Okay,
0: but let's figure out why she might not want you to. Would it just be to rescue you from the awkwardness of having to make nice with people you don't know or would it be because you're embarrassing to her? Maybe well that's that's my thought. Or because she has another boyfriend? Maybe that. Probably Maybe. that. Does she get I'm along still. well in the community of her work? Like, does she have lots of work friends, or just like maybe two or three?
1: Yeah, like she gets along fine. I think. Uh, I don't. Does think she
0: work it's at like... PwC?
1: No. Why did I think that? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. No. Now, the more than I think about that, I knew that was wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a small office, and like a lot of the guys are older and like sales guys and stuff. So it's right. not necessarily. Like you'd know about it if she was just like gone for the
0: whole evening and she came I, back no, hammered. I'm just, I'm just joking. You're just joshing around. Yeah. And Jen's always a blast at our Christmas party. Well, she, yeah, she definitely was last year. Yeah. I missed that though yeah oh you missed last year i i only stayed for like an hour last year because again it was two parties that oh my night. god she was the biggest blast last year i know i heard all about it and yeah. it sucks because we've had some pretty demure christmas parties right we've had some, we've had some softballs in the uh-huh. last few years uh-huh. and so i didn't think i was going to miss out on anything by leaving what do you early. think
1: what do you think we need to do to spice up our christmas parties I don't know. maybe we should strategize
0: about that it's at a different venue this year yeah definitely a nicer venue mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to that maybe mm-hmm. maybe the change of atmosphere is one thing we need
1: yep me and another coworker worker we actually we we talk every year about spicing it up and we've really? never actually done it. Like what sort of like game can we do? Is there some sort of like AV thing we, we can get do? we got some young people it? again. Although... The worst
0: new cap Christmas party I've ever been to was when there was the most young people.
1: I think it was because we were all nervous. That was all of we our were first all newbies, Christmas party. We? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, let's. Also, let's... that
0: that room sucked because there was they only accepted cash at the bar, and there was no debit machine. There was no bank machine. That's right.
1: So everyone had to leave the party. Everybody was sober go. as a monk on Sunday. Yeah,
0: it didn't work at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know. Maybe this is better. I think this will be better. I hope so. What do you
1: mean by multimedia? Is I mean, said? I said AV, but oh. yeah, but basically melt the meat like, like a know, some sort of a slideshow about the year that was. <laughs> that's like totally joking, um, but it's funny. I think you need to prepare. I think you need to. Like, I know that you need to like, make thing. a little video. This is the equivalent of me trying to get an interview for show. <laughs> it's it's it, the show. That's me doing it like six days before the party actually happens. I don't know. I could just run around the office like taking pictures of people and then Get like little
0: talking head videos with like
1: oh yeah like mockumentary people. style yeah that would be good like literally the office like
0: the office parody yeah that'd be kind of funny
1: that ah uh, god it's so ambitious but i really want to do something yeah, like,
0: that. like like nine days <laughs> yeah
1: well we'll see so Star Wars is next week is where
0: we started to go. Yes. J.J. Uh, Abrams we already know is directing Star Wars Episode Nine, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. He's also still got his foot in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, i wondered about, about that. I
1: thought he kind of just exited it.
0: Right. So like Star Trek had a few great movies. I never saw the third one. But it was okay. Really? That was the Steinman Peg one, right? I heard yeah. it was really good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was all. Right. I didn't think it was stronger than the. F- I thought the first one was the best one. Sure. The second one was good. The second one was pretty good. I found it kind of dragged on. Sure. Uh, to those of us who didn't really have a concept of who Khan was.
0: Well, and I'm not really connected to Star Trek in general. Like, yeah. I guess I, I, don't, I don't know how you observe those movies as a Trekkie, although I think they're pretty well received. Yep. As somebody who's not one, I appreciate that I can enjoy those movies anyway. Totally. Uh, and that's probably not the case with Star Wars. But J.J.'s in both worlds, and mm-hmm. as it happens, he's going to produce a Quentin Tarantino-written
1: Star Trek movie. Wow. That what? came up came the did, other day. Wow, I did not hear this at all.:
0: He's mentioned it before quentin He's said before, like,, yep. I know I said I was only going to do. Is it nine movies or whatever? but you know, there are things that could bring me out of retirement, and one of them is the chance to write a Star Trek movie.: So he was saying that he was retired, otherwise? Yeah, he's always kept up that, yeah, that's true. But this, uh, this Manson Files movie that he's going to do. Next is this ninth, or it's the last in his promised. He's doing. It. He's doing the the a Manson, the, movie. the Charlie Manson movie. When
1: did he announce that?
0: That was announced a while ago.
1: Okay. It's got a release date and everything. Really, already. wow. Next
0: year, like it's it's well underway. Oh, wow. Script's done and everything. Who's playing Charlie Charles Manson? They don't have a cast yet, but the script is done. Oh God, who would ever want that job? Well, he has said. To be clear, this is a movie about like 1969. It's right. not. It's not necessarily a Charlie Manson movie, although I think probably the story is going to be uh, around that. Sure. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who's going to play him. I don't necessarily think that like he's going to be the hero of the film. No, of course not. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's his. He's going to do like historical fiction for yeah. his final movie.
1: Okay. But then he's going to do a Star Trek movie, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Be interesting. Just a lot of alien guts everywhere.
0: Speaking of stylish violence, Edgar Wright confirms the Baby Driver sequels.
1: There, there, there are going to be sequels?
0: I guess. It's just happening? Yeah. I mean, it was talked about a little bit before about how when the movie came out and did much better than I think the studios expected it to, yeah. they tried to rope him into doing uh, the second
1: one. It just seems like they wrapped it up so well. I, it like was it's done. Such a good start it, it to was end story. Done.
0: It was and it was such an opportunity to have a its own little movie that didn't get turned into this franchise. Yep. Uh it could be its own little thing that really stood to be a cult classic in a few years. Yeah. Really has all the bones of a cult classic. Totally. I think it's almost kind of got a culty status right now. Which is amazing because it's brand new. Yeah. Uh and it is confirmed he's going to at least write the second one. Yep. Which is good, but what I take from that is the negative, which he's is definitely he's, not, he's doing not other directing stuff. it and he's yeah. not writing the stuff after it, which means it's just gonna become like the Teletoon version of Baby Driver after. Right, it. and it'll
1: be like Fast and Furious.
0: And also like when is Ansel Elgort going to have a beard and like look like an adult and yeah. not, not suit that character anymore?
1: I'll tell you what I'm really liking is Ansel Elgort's uh Instagram posts i don't know if you've Follow ever him noticed Instagram? like yeah if i do now because i saw there was like an nba thing that was posted and it just said the name ansel and it was like seriously when are we just going to give this guy the mvp like and it was this huge <laughs> diatribe about this nba player and right. i clicked on it and i said ansel and it was his he's like a huge nba fan there's yeah. pictures of him with like nba stars and like he's just really obsessed with the NBA.
0: I saw a picture the other day of Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, a picture I've seen before. And I was just like, I was on board with, with you being cast when it happened. And now I just wish it was Ansel Elgort. He should have been Han Solo. If they're making that dumb movie, it should have been Ansel Elgort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It seems like he would have been pretty charismatic. Yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what it's like. We might eat our words.
0: So we got other, we got other Star Wars movies to worry about Mm -hmm. in the meantime, uh, stranger things got renewed for a third season obviously. No surprise there. No
1: surprise there. Right. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else really to add to that. How do you like that wine? I think it's great. It's not bad, eh? Yeah. For like homemade wine? That's tastes fine.
0: Yeah, and it was like four bucks a bottle. It
1: honestly tastes like whatever you would get at the liquor store.
0: I don't have a very sophisticated palate for red wine. I enjoy it a lot, but I mm. kind of like my naivete when it comes sure. to wine. Because I'll never have a wine that I'm like, ew, this is bath water.
1: Man, I think... Everyone, like there's, there's sometimes where something just doesn't taste good to you and that's fine. Sure. But the people that are like, oh, the tannins that are really opening it up and try to like order, order wine for the table. I'm kind of over that too. I, yeah, I mean, I I know it. At I, one point, I wanted to be that person. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know what? There's been so many studies done that like you could literally put a five dollar bottle of wine on a table and tell someone it's two thousand dollars. Yeah. And put a like, nice label oh, on it. It's so good. It's yes, probably placebic.
0: It's psychological. I'm yeah. sure that's true. I mean, I know of certain kinds of red wine that I don't like. Right. Like the really sweet ones or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But I know the kinds that I do like, and I order those, and I'm never disappointed.
1: No good call on your wine two bunnies and a cat Thanks, two cats buddy. and a bunny
0: two cats and a bunny that's right that's what we called it
1: why is it again the bunny
0: uh my brother and his girlfriend have a bunny right and we and you all did it the together. four of us went in on it together they're moving in together this weekend oh exciting those two kids <sighs> where are they living in halifax no they got a great apartment uh yes they got a great apartment downtown like really close to smew oh good stuff yeah cool. good for them very exciting gosh move so fast growing up so fast she's older than me growing up so fast <sighs>
1: She's older than you. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. She's my age. Uh,
0: I think she's twenty. I'm twenty six. She's twenty seven. Then I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's I mean, in between. You're, you're like thirty four. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm around there. Yeah. Thereabouts. It's your turn, I believe. Oh god. Be okay. Um. Between the two shows that we watched.
1: Uh. Yeah. All right. I am going to go with. You know, I think I'm going to go with the Carmichael Show. Carmichael They're Show? I like think that's a bit of a softball for me. Man. We picked this just mainly because I you asked earlier in the week what shows we wanted to do. Yep. And I realized out of nowhere uh, after going on Reddit television that Carmichael Show was one I always wanted to explore. Right. I didn't realize that the series premiere or the series finale had happened already. It got canceled. It got canceled. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's one of my four notes about this show. Right. I
1: have very few notes. And one of them
0: okay. is that it got canceled. But I do know a little bit about why it got canceled, so we can go into that in a few minutes. So you're going to recap the pilot episode of The Carmichael Show mm-hmm. uh, in 30 seconds, starting
1: in three, two, one, go. Okay, so The Carmichael Show centers around Gerard Carmichael and his girlfriend that are just moving into a new apartment. Uh, her, her, They're going to dinner with his parents to explain to them that they are moving in together, although that proves to be difficult because his mom is an ultra religious person and his dad is basically just uh, he's maybe racist and and dumb and kind of just right winged. Although it doesn't really But then they tell them. But then they tell them and then they watch a movie together. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens the first episode.
0: Um yeah, it, it, it Okay. There are there are two I know this show is critically acclaimed. Yeah. And so I have to assume that its image of every typical network sitcom mm-hmm. of dime a dozen you thought it was all like laps very simple second cheap shots yeah was ironic right it was ironic they were like was it was it like a pastiche
1: of of according to Jim I think I think a little bit also you know we've said it before people play it kind of safe with the pilots that's true. You know, they're not really gonna go. They're or they're gonna go the complete opposite way and go right. like so far. I just felt like like if he wrote that pilot and he probably did, he gave himself the only
0: nuance, like he gave himself the only depth. And his parents are such caricatures. Yeah, th- so ridiculous. I
1: thought he even like didn't give himself that many laughs. I thought he no, was more true. like writing for the family and even the girlfriend. I thought the girlfriend was pretty funny. Yeah, she was good. Like, his girlfriend was good.
0: Yeah. Right. He didn't give himself a lot of laughs. He gave himself a lot of smart-ass remarks and all of the smart lines. Yeah. Like, everything that's like, look, I read a book.
1: Right. He he said it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It wasn't, um, I'm interested because I hear it's kind of like a, like, he wanted to kind of make a Cosby show, but more controversial like where they're talking about like black lives matter and stuff right well and in fact the set of the parents house
0: is the set of all in the family oh is it which was that american sitcom where they did deal with racism and like some i think abortion like some heavy stuff in all in the family
1: and that's what's supposed to happen in the carmichael show also Mm -hmm. so i guess
0: he achieved that
1: right and i think for the most part it kind of does happen Mm -hmm. and they kind of like tiptoe into it about like you know religious beliefs and a little bit of uh uh political views
0: a little bit it's like it it really dates itself talking about obama right and how he wants to vote republican and and that's a family ties thing that that, right it's kind of reverses the trope of the really hippy dippy parents and the kids who are more conservative
1: than the parents and alex keaton yeah Michael J.
0: (laughs) They had this uh, episode. They made this episode Mm -hmm. about a mass shooting where Gerard's character is a survivor of a mass shooting. He doesn't get physically hurt, but he's like emotionally damaged by it. it. Uh, And they were going to air this episode. It was going to be like a very special episode of the Carmichael show. Yeah. Same week as mass shootings in Virginia. Uh, So NBC pulled the plug on the episode and they aired a backup episode instead. And shortly thereafter... Gerard announced he was leaving the show really and so it's very likely uh, he thought it was
1: important to play that at that time yeah it was
0: very likely he was he was miffed about their dismissal of that episode it makes sense that they didn't want to air it but he thought that and he said this on the Chelsea talk show on Netflix he thought that this is all the more reason to air this episode yeah. sure it's going to be uncomfortable but like it's not like we're making fun of yeah mass shootings so he disagreed with NBC's decision to pull the plug on that episode. He left the show shortly thereafter. Maybe it was connected. Maybe it wasn't. And then they canceled the show. Right. So they canceled the show as a result of their title character no longer being on it.
1: Right. Do you um, do you watch much of his stand-up, Gerard Carmichael? No, I'm not
0: super familiar with him. I know him from, like, The Neighbors movie, Sure, yeah. Which is not a huge exposure. No,
1: his I find his stand-up so funny. Okay. Like, How, how old is he? He's he, young. He's he could a, be 21. He could be 35. I think he's like like mid-20s. Okay. Yeah. So he's like our age.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Relatively young for a comedian and has a very kind of like Schumer-esque style of mm-hmm. comedy where it's just like... Just say the most outrageous, gross thing? Well, more, more about like race and stuff. And okay. usually he'll say the type of thing where he's like almost siding with... Like he'll open up by siding with racists, racists, and right. work his way back. Right. Or like terrorists, and then work his way back.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think Chris Rock kind of does that.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You should check it out. His his last HBO special was really good. They just filmed it in like a little bar.
0: How many has he done? He's not that old.
1: I think uh, that was the only one that I've seen. Okay. But that was that would have been at least three years ago. Hmm. Yeah. So
0: there's three seasons of the show mm-hmm. and they did fairly well critically. Yeah. But it's not going to exist anymore. No. Was it exactly what you expected it to be? Because it was kind of an enigma to you. You thought you might like it, you wanted to check it out.
1: Yeah, I think I'd seen some scenes okay. that were like posted in, I don't know, something on the internet while they were talking about many other shows. Uh yeah, it was exactly what I expected. Yeah. Hey, Tiffany Haddish was in it. Was that Tiffany Haddish? It wasn't it? No. Or am I a
0: racist? Where? The like the really mouthy girl who but she was just in it a little bit. It definitely was her. I don't know. So, like, there was this supporting character played by Laurel. And then he was, like, going through a divorce. And yeah, I guess it was his ex-wife yeah. or something. Was that,
1: you think that was Tiffany Hatch? Wasn't it? No, I don't think so. All right, I'm looking this up. Okay.
0: <laughs> was it Liam Neeson?
1: I think it was Liam Neeson.
0: Probably Liam Neeson. Maybe I'm just a racist. It seemed like her. But I don't really know her that well. And you did say she was in that. Yeah yeah. The pilot Yeah she was It was Tiffany Haddish Really? Yeah her character's name is Nikisha
1: Nikisha Yep Interesting That didn't really look like her to me Alright I'm not talking about Gerard's girlfriend No I know Okay You're talking about The guy from Get Out's girlfriend Yeah Yeah The supporting I don't know maybe maybe it was it was it's right here on imdb it was her yeah we'll talk about this offline (laughs) and confirm
0: did you uh did you like snl this week
1: i thought snl was pretty good yeah yeah i thought it was pretty funny it was odd there were some off the wall sketches i was saying i i'm really appreciative of the whole beck bennett kyle mooney uh going a little crazy and skits like the one they came up with a couple of weeks ago with Larry David yep. and the, like, fake sitcom thing. That was really funny. I didn't me.
0: get Kyle Mooney for the longest time. And I still am not, like, super
1: warm on him. Right. But I
0: do really like Beck Bennett. Yeah. And so the other guy's warming on me as well.
1: Kyle Mooney's whole thing is, like, almost anti-comedy. Yep. You know, it's, like, just be as awkward as possible. Make and you uncomfortable. people will find it funny. Yeah. And that whole, like, running skit we thought was really funny. Yeah, that was really Where It good. was like, a, for some reason, like a 1980s uh, like drama. And it it was like Greta, a 1980s movie. It had
0: Greta Gerwig in it.
1: Yeah. it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, the airline, the Irish airline sketch was controversial for some reason, but I'm not sure I figured out why.
1: Yeah. Lingus. Uh, so Lingus does exist. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that, oh. that was the first thing. Oh. And Lingus actually treat, tweeted, and it was like a Trump style tweet. Like, I think it was like done in the... They ended it with sad, and they were like, oh, "Really? We really didn't like this. We thought, you know, it wasn't funny. Sad, Get over or whatever." Yourself. But a lot of Irish people were like, "Seriously? Like, you're talking about like are you are you really doing Irish accents and uh, talking about our love of dogs, which I didn't know was a stereotype, but no, apparently it is. Yeah, but that's not the worst.
0: It's like when when people make fun of Canadians and say we're really polite. Like, yeah, I you can't really." hurt my feelings yeah. with that kind of stuff no
1: i think i think it would be the same thing i think it would be like us saying oh yeah that canada skit wasn't really that funny yeah maybe but for some reason it's also the fact that aerolingus i guess always gets joked about because you know it's like, like
0: it's like the planet uranus right it's just totally. like such low-hanging fruit irish
1: people are like wow you're making the same joke we were making
0: it's kind of funny that I and thought it Sir was so Hironen funny. That, didn't say like, ah, oh, well, this is not like that funny.
1: Yeah, I thought it was hilarious that they just kept finding dogs. Yeah, and they all belong to the captain.
0: Becky pointed out that they've had a lot of animals
1: on set lately. Yeah, like they did that kitten
0: sketch again the, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yep, I find that one really funny. That's one of my favorite Kate McKinnon's. That
1: yeah, that one is always really funny. It almost kind of seems like she's making stuff up on site. Yes, it does. And she uh, um got, like got attacked basically by one of the <laughs> yeah, cats. Kind of rogue. Yeah. I did not get the Kmart
0: sketch, which was just, like, different people returning items. We were
1: talking about that. It's no not story so in that sketch. What do we think of You 2 I skipped over it. Oh, did you? I
0: mean, I thought Bono looked terrible. His <laughs> hair is so long, and, like, it's like Fisher Stevens. It's yeah. all, like, swooped back. That man's, like, 60 years
1: old. Have you ever listened to you talking U2 to me? No. With Scott Ackerman and uh, Adam Scott? And they just talk about you too. They talk about you too. They've had like six episodes, I think okay. over like
0: three years. Right. So just whenever they're hanging out, they do one. Yeah. yeah. And
1: you can tell they've just, I, I started listening to the latest episode because they did one for the, the new album release. Right. You should really just listen to it. Okay. Because there's so many in jokes that they've got from like over the last bunch of years and they barely talk about you too. And they like joke about how bad the podcast is. But, uh, my favorite thing is they they call the edge (laughs) fedge (laughs) fedge and there's another like i forget what the i think it's the drummer and his larry mullen yeah larry mullen is there a junior in the band i don't know the other i don't know the fourth guy in you two ah i forget but so uh, yeah they call like larry mullen senior son so i assumed his last name was junior right i see uh, they just have a bunch of dumb in-jokes, and I, I haven't really heard them start talking about... It's been like a half an hour, and they haven't actually got to the music yet. Right. So I'm interested to see where it actually goes, but... I mean, I, I
0: unless it's somebody really special, I usually skip over the music guest anyway. Or yeah. maybe I watched the first one. You two, I just had no
1: interest. I, I tried to watch the beginning of uh, Eminem, too, and I was like, yeah, I just... I don't care. This Well, there was only one Eminem performance. That was kind of unusual. No, he did too. He did Stan. No, dude. He did. Oh. He, it was all.
0: You know how there's always two sets. Yeah. Like there's always two music sets. It was all one. So he did. He did a, a I guess all of a new song, and mm-hmm. then he went into a medley. Into Stan. Of Stan and Love the Way You Lie, and maybe something else. That was all in. It one It was all in one big eight-minute segment, rather than two separate music segments. Huh.
1: You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. No, didn't watch. That shows you how much I skipped over.
0: Yeah. And I had Skyler Gray. I like. I I guess I'd want to see him do like older songs, but I didn't care enough about the new one. I did watch. I did watch the whole thing.
1: And his old albums, like, don't like my old songs. It's all about me trying to create new songs. Is his new album like out? It. Uh, no, I don't know that it is yet.
0: He does have one on the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. En route. All right, I'm getting my clock up.
0: I'm gonna recap the first episode of a show that's just started airing in the last few weeks. On what? Uh, AT&T? It's like
1: AT&T
0: Prime or something. Good lord. (laughs) The show's called Louder Milk, and I'm going to go on go. All right, three, two, one. Louder Milk. Louder Milk is the last name and the nickname of this guy who works as a mediator for an Alcoholics Anonymous support group. He's also quite an asshole and very difficult. He is told that he can't help out this woman's daughter uh, overcome her uh, drug and alcohol problems. He probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. He's going to lose his venue for hosting the group. So he goes to meet the girl. She says no. Uh, He leaves her his card. He goes to find her in a strip club, and she seems to accept his help upon his second offering. They hug. She's sad that her dad died. Oh, and there was also this whole other story about him. Every time he was like kind of making nice with his uh, attractive neighbor friend and, mm-hmm. like, trying to appear like he's an okay guy, something would, would happen. Something would come back from earlier in the day that kind of would illustrate they him as the asshole that he is. That he was an asshole, yeah.
1: Yeah. And also, uh, girlfriend's boyfriend beat him up, punched him in the face. Oh, that's right. He got beat up by, by the girlfriend's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought one of the funniest lines was when Will Sasso just touched his foot yeah and he was like ah he's like what did they punch your punch your foot yeah i also i almost wrote that down that was also
0: my favorite line i thought that was funny yeah that's actually a good part for will sasso because he hasn't had like a i mean he's been on sitcoms here and there i guess but he's uh a bit of a weird
1: cliffhanger how did it end well it ended with the neighbor knocking on the door well and will sasso was there and he said, oh, Loudermilk uh, isn't here right now. Like, he's, he's right. just, I'll, I'll tell him that you, you called it, and then shuts the door. Right. And he turns around, and you see him drinking a martini, and he's supposed to be a recovering alcoholic, too. Right. Yeah. So, and that's how the show ends.
0: We should say it's Ron Livingston from Office Space. Yes. Although he appears to be affecting some kind of weird Luke Wilson voice. Did you notice that his voice was different?
1: No, because I haven't seen Office Space in a while. Oh, okay. So I, I don't
0: really know what he's supposed to sound like. But it was significantly different? I found it to be different. He's got this weird, like, surly, like, southern, I don't give a shit voice. Oh, interesting. Which kind of suits the character, but it's not really what I expected. Out yeah.
1: What did you What did you think of the show?
0: Overall, I thought it was okay. There, I, I, I'm starting to think that the, like, really grizzled, guarded, appears to be an asshole, actually has a heart of gold. Right. Protagonist is a bit of a cliche. Yep. Very
1: uh, Californication-y absolutely yeah. i thought the same thing i i honestly didn't think about that until just now he's, and every aaron sorkin
0: character yeah he's too smart for his own good he's really not very nice
1: and yet he's charming right but he he deep down cares right yeah um yeah i I've, they were really hammering at home you know like this guy is really an asshole like you're supposed to know even will sasso is gonna bring up the fact that this guy is such an asshole which yeah. should go without saying anyway that's the whole right. point of the right but show. they're best
0: friends and roommates
1: yeah and he's like you know, people people think, like, we're only watching, like, 20 minutes of the show. We we really don't need to have a conversation between the best friend about, like, yeah, you're clearly such an asshole. Yeah, you think. Isn't it obvious? Isn't it obvious that he's
0: an asshole? That's the whole premise? In fact, it was established in the opening scene. I thought the opening scene at the coffee shop where he holds the door for the girl. That was good. I thought that was a good scene. Yeah. It, it, it set it up right away. This mm-hmm. guy is, like... He's not interested in taking any crap from the world. Yeah. My
1: only other thing I just find it so tropey. I I thought overall the show was good. I give it like a like a B. Yeah. Um based on the first episode might get yeah. better. Um but I thought that the trope of having people in recovery talk about the stuff that they did to like other men to get drugs is yeah. so like I don't know where it started. I yeah. think it started with half baked. Maybe and Bob Saget stands up and he's like "Yep. You've never sucked dick for marijuana?" Right, right. Um and that hap- happens basically in the show. Mm-hmm. And there's a little it's bit the more same of an elaboration. Joke. It's exactly the same. That's exactly yeah. what it is. So I was like, "Really? They're using that? Like I feel like they could have cut that entire scene out and it would have been better." Yeah, also
0: me. this show is is designed to not just be a comedy like say the Carmichael show like right. I mean which isn't to say that there isn't substance to the Carmichael show because there is but like this show is clearly a dramedy yeah you can have a serious moment where the mm-hmm. other people are talking about how hard it is to be in recovery
1: right uh, and the, I think that happening in the scene the the whole joke of it was that it was actually happening in a coffee shop because right. they were kicked out of their. so I think if it even if it was just a really like important scene and someone was like Coffee for Andrea. (laughs) Like that would have been just as funny. Right, exactly. Why am I writing this show? You know what stood out to me that was kind of weird
0: was uh, after he struck out with the neighbor the first time, he decides he's gonna uh, prove that he's a nice guy. So he goes and buys her this record. Yeah. And a record player so she can play it. Right. Uh, and then he gives it to her. And it seems like he's he's kind of winning her back. And then it appears again that he's an asshole. And she just walks off. And she takes the record in the record player. Oh, like, yeah. like she was willing to accept the gift. But she's definitely not going to date this guy. I
1: missed that. That kind of stood
0: out to me. Yeah. I should have Googled the name Milk, Because unless it's a real name, I'm having a hard time believing that it's a real name.
1: I, I was thinking that, like, is this the type of name where we're going to be like, obviously that's not a name, and through the next couple of weeks, we'll, like, meet people named, like, David Loudermilk? Maybe. <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> but it's a,
0: it's a fun little sounding word, but I wonder if it's like when uh, Michael Schur just invents a silly word and his characters are yeah, named
1: that. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of that's kind of where, where I think it came from. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know why. Yeah. Loudermilk. I also don't
0: love when stuff is just named after the person yeah.
1: that... Well, there's a, there was a. What was the show we did with Hank Azaria, as the? Oh,
0: Brockmeyer. Brockmire. Yeah, I feel like that's kind
1: of a similar. It's one. a
0: similar. Idea. It's not a name. Brockmeyer. It could be though. I believe it's a name. Yeah. It's different than Loudermilk. you I believe right. that someone could be named Brockmire.
1: Brockmire is. But when you hear Brockmire, you're like, is it a place? Is it? If someone's like, you should watch Brockmire. Sure. Yeah. Like what? And I don't know anything
0: about that guy from the name of it. Like it right. doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a clever name. You know, if you were to make a show about me and call it sweets, like, okay, it's like a fun little word, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell you at all what the show is about. No. And that's true of Louder Milk.
1: Yeah. Louder Milk. Yeah. It's like regular milk, but louder. But it's louder. Um. So what did you think? How would, would you watch another episode? Yeah, I would watch another episode. Me too. Yeah. Overall, I like that actor. Totally forget his name. Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston. Yeah. I think he's great. Yep. He's been good in pretty much everything i've seen him in yep
0: um his apartment is huge in the it like takes the the cliche of huge apartments that this person could definitely not afford yep to a whole nother level
1: i think yeah totally i think he was also in um uh band of brothers who wasn't yeah i know he's getting it
0: good uh, I, I would I would give it my S. Yep. I'm I'm not saying it was like the best pilot I've ever seen, but I I think it has potential. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I give my S to Carmichael Show, which is interesting because it probably has more potential.
1: Right. I'm gonna give both shows my S this week. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board with both of
0: them. All right. We didn't get a response on our trivia question last week.
1: Was, oh no. It was something about
0: nine zero two one zero. I think I, I don't know where the card is, but it was
1: you know it was must some have been right now.
0: Do you want to read one? No, you go for it.
1: Okay. Pick a good one. If sure. it, if it's not good, just drop it. Pick an again.
0: easy one, because I know I have a couple of friends who would love to submit one if they if they come across an answer that they would know the answer totally. to. I,
1: well, I mean, also Google exists. If you're listening to the episode, just yeah. Google it. Yeah, we, we need we, someone to answer We these. need people to answer these. It would mean a lot to we me. We already kind of look stupid for having on our second try or third try no answer. Well, and
0: that isn't like the first time my dad answered because I told him to. Yeah. And the second time your buddy answered because you told Wait,
1: him it's to. Brent McKinnon? At Brent McKinnon? Never well, heard of that Twitter? guy. On Twitter? I don't know who that is uh
0: okay all right this is a good one this is easy you can do this you can do this people from the 1960s category mm-hmm. did you hear about this uh side note there, there the t- 2008 edition of trivial pursuit is suddenly uh obsolete now it's out of date
1: oh because it's uh, the batman question yeah it yeah. asks
0: which of the following actors has never played batman and it says christian bale adam west Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Ben Affleck. It yeah. was pre batman And they've all played yeah. Batman now. Uh, this is a Batman question. Eartha Kitt occasionally played this part in Batman. Ooh. Do you know the answer, listeners? Ooh. If you think you know who Eartha Kitt occasionally played in the 1960s TV show Batman... Can I make a guess? Do you not know? Is it Two-Face? It was never Two-Face. <sighs> she, I can tell you that much. She never played Two-Face. All Right but she did occasionally have proverbially two faces. Oh. It's a metaphor. Oh, because she was Jude different people. Yes, right. that's right. Who did Eartha Kitt play in the 1960s uh, Batman series? Tweet us at showshowpodcast, and uh, if you're correct and you're first, next week's episode will be dedicated to you. Do our prizes need to be better?
1: Maybe. <laughs> and $500. That's right. Cash. From sweets in sweets bucks and sweets bucks, we have uh,
0: from Will Smith news. I didn't. I didn't Google any Will Smith. Stuff I honestly I...
1: don't even know.
0: No, it's just I, sketchy on its own. I. I just yeah,
1: maybe the fact that we <laughs> d- haven't heard anything haven't heard anything is why That's we should, untrustworthy. It's <laughs> he's been too quiet.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Nat Geo is teaming with Will Smith so he
1: can host something called One Strange Rock. Mm, Don't you think this is just a ploy for Will Smith to slowly Take over his world I mean our world Maybe it is his world Oh my god never trust him Wait a second you're
0: suggesting You're alleging (laughs) that by doing a documentary With National Geographic That's his step one in taking over the planet The domination begins with a National Geographic documentary
1: Well I'm not ruling it out Never trust Will Smith